0: Seems like all the big names went out east. Did it do enough to get a few teams closer to the Boston Bruins? We'll talk about the trade deadline at large on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening everybody? Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks as always for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Lockdown Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, Alex Micheletti joins us and Johnny Lazarus of the Blue Crew podcast joins us as well. As we talk about the trade deadline, we'll look at the Eastern Conference at large. We'll talk some Western Conference, too. Just getting a sense of where everybody's at after a busy week through the trade deadline. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. And as mentioned, we have a double guest lineup here today as Alex Micheletti joins us for his standard Monday appearance, a double book for Micheletti today. And we're joined by Johnny Lazarus, the host of the Blue Crew podcast covering the New York Rangers. Also, some content for Bleacher Report, Open Ice. Johnny, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Quite a time to be a New York Rangers fan.
1: Oh, yeah, but don't ask other New York Rangers fans that because they're going (laughs) to say that we're frauds. Uh, No, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I was actually just in your neck of the woods a couple weeks ago, but... uh, you know, it wasn't the prettiest day out of Minnesota. It was rainy and cold, and I'm happy I don't have to go back there for quite a bit. No offense. <laughs> uh, but, no, I'm, I'm happy to join you guys, and I appreciate you having me on.
0: You had a chance to uh, to hook up with Matt Boldy, I think, for some content. Am I right? Yeah. yep. yep. Uh, we did, like, a, a lap around the ice for uh, BR Open Ice. Nice. Nice. Well, let's talk Rangers. Obviously, a couple of big moves for New York. Patrick Kane, Vladimir Tarasenko. Uh, what did you think of the deadline for the Rangers and uh, where does that put them amongst the uh, the big heavyweights in the East?
1: I mean, this was definitely the most fun deadline I could remember in my lifetime as a Ranger fan. Um, you know, anytime you get Patrick Kane or a guy to his stature and, and like the fact that it's overlooking that we got Vladimir Tarasenko also, you know, kind of crazy. Um, but then again, you know, it's going to take some time, I think, for him to get used to, you know, being on this team and being, not only, you know, on the team, but in the city as well, right? Like it's, it's a huge jump from Chicago. Not that New York and Chicago are so different, but you know, I think uh, just the way sports fans are here and um, the overall atmosphere of, of New York city and just the pressure of playing in Madison, square garden um, can sometimes, you know, affect some players and we've seen a lot of people, you know, similar to the Patrick Kane scenario come in, you know, like mid to late thirties and somewhat post prime and uh, you know, have that pressure to come here and win a cup and, No one's been able to live up to it, so we're hoping 88 and and, uh, 91 can come do it. And, uh, you know, I know Alex wants to see uh, Uncle Joe get one, too, so, uh, you know, hopefully it works out for the best. But, yeah, it was uh, an awesome week, and uh, we kind of knew that it was going to happen, and and the Kane deal was done. It was just all about, you know, the finance stuff, and we actually made a bunch of jokes. Like, we could have put out, like, a Venmo thing for (laughs) $10,000 and just had the fans send it to the league themselves, you know? Uh, But, yeah, it's exciting.
0: Well, that's that's the crazy thing, too, is that um, it, it seemed like this was in the works all week and even before that. And so it's one of those weird things where you got all the insiders breaking down like every little bit of the trade. And so you get the trade announced and it's I don't want to say anticlimactic, but like you've had so much build up to it. And then it happens and you're like, well, yeah, we figured this was going to happen for like a week. Yeah.
1: It's actually funny you say that. So like i don't want to you know sound like i have sources or anything but like you know i know one person that like you know tells me some information when they hear stuff and i heard like the thursday or the friday afternoon prior to like this past week that it was basically done they just had to figure out logistics so like you know me thinking ahead of time i bought tickets to ranger senators the thursday night thinking like hey if it's not going to take a couple days to get done first home game is going to be that Thursday tickets right now are like 160 which is still crazy expensive uh and I sat in the 200s so I paid 160 for those and as soon as the deal got announced 300 bucks so that was <laughs> that was my thinking right there was let me let me look right at uh at game time here um before this thing gets announced because this is gonna be the cheapest ticket you buy for a range game at least for the next four months
0: Alex, what do you think about the Kane addition for the Rangers? You know, you've got a pretty lethal top six now for New York. They had one before, but now adding Patrick Kane to that mix, pretty scary to say the least.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I would I would think the Rangers have the best top six. If you take a look at, you know, um, overall, um, I think you know, I think the, uh, the Rangers, the second line is a little bit, you know, better than Boston's completely, you know, I, 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 I take, uh, Tarasenko, um, uh, and, and, those guys, um, over guys like Zaka and, you know, Krejci. I mean, they're good, good players, but, uh, you know, nothing, nothing like what the Rangers have. They just, um, you know, got to, like Johnny said, they, they got to get everybody, um, you know, together in chemistry going, um, and then they'll, they'll be rolling. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I, it's incredible moves. You know, you'd love to see teams go for it, you know, when, when, when they have the you know, opportunity to, and they got all the finances, uh, in order and, you know, scratching guys and having guys play like less than a minute—that uh, was—that was crazy the other day <laughs> against uh LA. And you know, then they were down to four defensemen at one point. Yeah, just, just craziness. So yeah, it's it's fun to see the Eastern Conference with you know everybody's going to battle and <laughs> getting reinforcements. Um, and yeah, we'll see. It's whoever comes out of the East. It's <laughs> uh, you know it's it, you know it's going to be well deserved for sure.
0: Yeah, it'll be just – it's going to be a meat grinder. We knew that going in, and you see just some big moves by all the top teams, including the Rangers. Uh, Johnny, which of the other teams in the East, which made the most surprising move for you or the one that caught your attention the most?
1: Oh, that's a tough one. Um I mean, I think right off the bat, the Islanders getting Bill Horvat, um, you know, that was definitely the biggest surprise. You know, I know it's not necessarily in the time frame of what we're talking about, but you know, that kind of got the ball rolling and you know, the Islanders are a weird team, right? Like they're in the conference final back-to-back years, you know, not too long ago. And then all of a sudden just things don't go their way last year. I still thought they were a good team last year, but everything that could have went wrong did, um, you know, and I think this year it was interesting, right? Like they fired arguably what was the best coach in the NHL, aside from John Cooper, you know, who uh, got them to to that realm of, you know, conference finals. And then they kind of have to figure out their new identity, but with the same exact team. So it's kind of like a weird scenario. Um, you know, adding a guy like Bo Horvat and, and Pierre Engvall, you know, this past week, like the Islanders should be a team that can compete in the playoffs. Uh, like I have no reason to doubt them um, from what they've shown in the past, but for whatever reason, like they just can't seem to find that consistency. But I do think, that move was so surprising because I don't remember who they played, but they won two games leading up to all-star break, which gave them like a little more hope after a long losing streak. Had they lost those two, I wonder if they would have been sellers as opposed to buyers. Um, Just kind of the way it goes right in hockey, like especially a guy like Lou Lamorello, like he's not one to really mail it in. Um, But yeah, I think that was the biggest surprise as far as overall trades go. And then, I mean, I was, I was definitely pretty surprised by the Tyler Bertuzzi move. Um, You know, I kind of thought that, the Red Wings were honestly, I like. I thought Patrick Kane or Timo Meyer was going to end up in Detroit. In Detroit. Um, part of me just felt that they were a team with a lot of cap space, and they were a team that was, you know, having a, a year where they could make the playoffs. And Detroit, let's you know, let's be real, like Detroit's hockey town, right? Like, you know, they want to have a team that's successful. They haven't been in the playoffs in a couple of years now. Like, they got that brand new arena. You think they'd kind of want to, you know, do what they can to get some playoffs playoff games and little Caesars. Um, So I was a little surprised that they didn't really make any moves and they were sellers. So I would say Tyler Bertuzzi was probably the the biggest surprise this past week.
0: Alex, what about you? Uh, Which, which move really caught your eye that we saw um, for the Eastern conference?
2: Yeah. I mean, uh, this guy scored in his debut uh, tonight, uh, uh, Timo Meyer. I I love that move by the devils. Um, You know, you, you saw tonight they, they played him with uh, Jesper Brat and uh, Jack Hughes. Uh, that line is going to be so much fun to watch. Um, you know, they uh, you know the Coyotes are a weird team. They uh, tied it up late um, from Jack McBain uh, for a wild draft pick, um, and then it went to overtime. And Nico Heischer, uh, you know, captain, uh, gets uh, gets the game winner in, in, in overtime. And, yeah, I'd love to see the Devils going for it. Um, you know, they – our exciting young team um, and, uh, you know, unlike uh, the Hurricanes, you know, um, who didn't do they, you know, they had a gosh bear, but they didn't add more than I thought they were going to uh, tonight. It's, it's cool to see the, the Devils going for it and, uh, you know, they might match up with uh, with the Rangers in the first round of the playoffs and that would be a lot of fun uh, to, to watch for sure
0: wagons east a lot of big moves for the eastern conference Uh, the wild were busy as well as we'll uh, we'll talk about near the end of the show but uh, i do want to dive a little further into the eastern conference after the break because the tampa bay lightning may be in trouble and so we'll talk about that and some other eastern conference tidbits as we continue our trade deadline recap episode of lockdown wilds after this our next partner is a product i use on a everyday basis I started taking AG1 because it helps you simplify your vitamin and supplement routine. All you need is one delicious scoop of AG1, and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Best of all, it's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to help you look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild. Once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out our second episode of the day coming later today to get a look at everything the Minnesota Wild did at the deadline and where it pushes them the rest of the way. That'll be up on the Lockdown Wild social media channels later here today. Continuing our chat with Alex Micheletti and Johnny Lazarus. Johnny... The Tampa Bay Lightning have been in a little bit of a mess the last few games. They benched their three biggest players two games ago, and then they end up getting worked again. Uh, That Tanner Janot trade was uh, an eye-opener to say the least with the return going to Nashville. Are the Lightning in trouble?
1: I mean, I, I feel like it's been the same thing for the last couple of years, like, we always sleep on Tampa in the, in the regular season and they find a way to figure it out in the playoffs. <laughs> um, you know, is that, is that not the story that it's been yeah. like for, for some, for some odd reason, you know, everyone's kind of guilty of uh, like underrating or sleeping on the Tampa Bay lightning. And then they always just seem to figure it out. Um, so I don't want to say like, Oh, you know, the lightning don't stand a chance because they'll that'll come back and, and bite me in the butt. But, I mean, it does seem like a year where, you know, I think it's pretty obvious that Toronto and Tampa are going to face each other in round one. Toronto's done everything they can, I think, to load up and, and just win a series. Uh, so, you know, I really thought the Leafs last year were, you know, I thought they were pretty legit last year. I thought it was going to be the year they get it done, just like not only around, but I thought they were going to go pretty far last year with Austin Matthews, you know, having the year he had and just all the momentum going on in that city. Um, but I I do think the Leafs this year, like, they, they got to win, right? Like, they have to. Um, and, I, and I'm rooting for them. Like, I really, you know, I've been vocal about it. Like, you know, I would love to see a Rangers-Toronto-Maple Leafs conference final. And not only do I think that would be great for, you know, just us as fans, but I think for the entire NHL to have those two markets go that far, like, I think it would be pretty chaotic. And, um, you know, obviously that's putting my bias in front of, you know, Boston-Toronto would obviously be a sick conference final too, even though it's probably not going to happen with the way the playoffs work. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, for, for the original question of being concerned about Tampa, like I'm not too concerned about them. Andre Vestolevski could always find his game. Uh, you know, I would never doubt him and, uh, you know, having Kucherov and Stamkos and, and all those guys Hedman, I think had an ugly hit the other night, right? Like he went down. I don't, I haven't heard any word on him, but Tampa Bay is, is Tampa Bay, uh, uh, uh until those guys are gone. So can't doubt him.
0: Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's the, Perfect way to put that, Alex. Uh, are you in agreement that Tampa Bay's they're going to get it figured out before the uh, before the playoffs start, and then they're just going to do what they always do?
2: Yeah, um, yeah. The only thing that really concerns me is I think their decor is a little worse than than it was for the uh, you know the championship teams. Um, you know, I don't really trust Ian Cole anymore. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, the you know the bottom pairings are you know it's 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 been a struggle uh, for them, uh, but you know, they have the best goalie in the world. So that, you know, that helps <laughs> Vasilevsky. Um, and, um, you know, like Johnny said, you can't really count out the hearts of the champions either, um, you know, Kucherov, Stamkos, you know, they, they know what, you know, what it takes to, you know, to get it done. And, you know, John Cooper is one of the best coaches in, in, in the league. So we'll see. Um, But I'm, I'm kind of in, in agreement with, with Johnny. Uh, I, I just think Toronto's, you know, too strong now. Getting you know O'Reilly. Um, you know if if they want to put him at you know third line center, they go Austin Matthews, Tavares, and, and O'Reilly. I mean that's you know that you can, you can have a better uh, you know three top centers pretty. in the
0: league. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just an absolute wagon. But um, it is going to be interesting to see because those seeds have been locked in pretty pretty much for the last like. I don't know, month or so. It seems like the Eastern Conference has been pretty set with the exception of the wild card spots. And so, you know, you have to juggle keeping the games relevant enough to get guys playing time while also realizing, you know, there's there's not a whole lot that's going to change. Boston's still Boston. I did want to ask you, Johnny, about the Jacob Chikrin trade because the Ottawa Senators... It seems like took real advantage of a panic move by the Arizona Coyotes who scratched Chikrin because it sounded like he was going to the Kings. That fell through. Was this a situation where Arizona was just like, well, now we have to trade him after we scratched him from the lineup for like 10 games. What's the deal Mm -hmm. with Arizona?
1: Yeah, that one was, uh, you know, you asked me the biggest surprise of a trade. I think that was the biggest surprise in like the opposite way, Uh, like a return maybe. If that was you know, yeah, phrase it, um yeah, I don't know, I, th- I thought that was odd and, and I mean, I did love the move for Ottawa though, you know they're uh you know their team also similar to Detroit, like looking to get back in the swing of things, like you know, Ottawa obviously what made the conference final in 2016 or seventeen it was one of those years against Pittsburgh um but they had a lot you know a big falling out after that, and uh, you know, I think they're just trying to get the respect that they once had like you know when I was you know when we were growing up you know, you think of Ottawa, you think of Spetsa, Alfredson, Heatley, right? Like that was, you know, the, the one of the best lines in the NHL for as long as I can remember when I was a kid. Um, and Ottawa was always a team that, you know, you think about Canada, like they were one of the first teams you think of. Um, and it hasn't really been that way, I think, in the past five or ten years. Um, so for them to make that move, I think, is great. Like they were getting pretty hot leading up to the deadline. And, you know, they've looked really good here in the last uh, ten days or so. Um, but, yeah, the chicken thing. Very, very odd. Uh, Arizona, I don't really know what to make of them. Like, not, Well, not only were they, you know, you know, we actually, I talked to Pete Blackburn on our show this week, and he said, like, you know, here's a team that's trying to tank and get Bedard, and they can't even do that. Like, they're winning games. You know, like, tonight they, like, come back against the Devils down two and, like, force overtime. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, you know, just, just give up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's a bizarre situation over there, but, you know. Uh, yeah, the chicken thing. I, you yeah, know, just crazy how that, how that came to be.
0: It's, it's just bizarre. Alex, weirder deadline, Arizona or Vancouver?
2: I I have no idea what Vancouver is trying to do. <laughs> yeah. uh, I vote
0: know, Vancouver.
2: I mean, they're coming off, you know, you know, a, you know, a trade where they, you know, um, you know, they get Oliver Ekman Larson, you know, one of the worst, uh, worst contracts and, uh, <laughs> in the league for sure and then they just continue to make bizarro moves um you know they they couldn't move better. um you know that was the rumor uh, all you know trade deadline is you know but they couldn't couldn't find anybody to you know to make a move um yeah i i just i don't get what 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 they're doing arizona it's just baffling too they continue to take on contracts of guys that will never play in the NHL again. You know, they have like 30 plus million of of guys of contracts that are never going to, you know, (laughs) play in Mullet arena. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's weird. Those two franchises, uh, there's really no clear plan. Um, It looked like Vancouver was going to maybe try to trade JT Miller too. Uh, They rushed him back. He wasn't playing. And then (laughs) he started playing again. Um, yeah, I have no idea what, what they're doing. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting to see if they can, can turn it around or you know, more just chaos for both franchises.
0: Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Well, you have got to give Built Bar a try. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They also come in some unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I don't know how Built Bar keeps doing it, but these bars are so healthy for you. They contain just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Best of all is you no longer need to wait to grab yourself a box. You can head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club to pick up a box of Built Bars today. If you don't have one handy, you can always head to built.com, but either way, make sure you get your hands on some amazing built bars and get your snacking started today. No clear plan. Were you talking about the flyers? Were you talking yeah. about Chuck Fletcher's decisions oh, at the deadline? Uh, we we have to get that in as as a as a wild podcast is Chuck Fletcher has had he's had a time of it in Philadelphia, and he doesn't end up trading Van Riemsdyk because, as he put it, he didn't get the offer he was looking for, and for a team that is just... They very clearly need to get some assets in. I don't understand how you don't... I mean, I get wanting to get a particular return for a player, um, but just doing nothing was just such a weird choice. Johnny, does Chuck Fletcher get um, as much kind of head scratching at his moves nationally, or is it just us here in Minnesota keeping super fixated eyes on it because he used to be the GM here?
1: Um, that's a, that's a tough, I think, question for me to answer since I haven't been so, you know, attached to it, I guess, personally, but I think, um, you know, the Philly thing, and I've talked about this a couple of times recently, but, if you remember back to the bubble or prior to the bubble, Philly was the hottest team in the NHL when COVID happened. Um, You know, I think they were like on like a 10 game heater or something like that uh, right before the NHL shut down. And it's interesting because they've had like a very strong core there for, you know, I I, want to say the last decade, but it's, it's been like, you know, in and out a little bit, like, you know, guys have moved around, but I think they've been a really strong team for so long. And then all of a sudden it kind of fell apart really quick. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, how that really came to be, but the Philly thing to me is so wild because you feel like a lot of guys would want to play there. Uh, you know, with how passionate that city is about sports. And for some reason, it feels like everyone's trying to avoid them right now, which has never been the case. You know, as far as I can remember, as far as the NHL goes, like, you know, Danny Briere ends up going there when he was like a hot free agent, I think, or that, I think that was a free agent signing right now. That wasn't a, not a trade. Um, you know, a guy like that who played in the cup final or not cup final, the conference final with uh Buffalo and then, you know, went to Philly to, to help win a cup there and just couldn't get it done. Um but yeah, I mean I I think I kinda lost track of the original question. But yeah, it's just really confusing <laughs> as to as to what's going on over there. Um and and it sucks because when Philly is good, the league is, is definitely more fun.
0: Yeah, that, that's th- I think that's the thing to pull away from this is that Philly is one of those teams that just needs to be good to get yeah. get the NHL to that kind of ideal viewership. And with them just being not, it is not a good thing for the, uh, mm-hmm. the NHL. Um, just a couple more to to close. Uh, and again, we appreciate uh, having Johnny Lazarus and uh, Alex Micheletti on here for today's episode. Johnny, I want to ask you, from the Rangers' perspective – Which team do you most want to see in the first round of the playoffs with things pretty much set? Rangers are getting in. All those teams in the top six, it seems like, have been set for a while. Who do you want to see the most?
1: So I'm actually posting a clip of this on social probably in like two days. I said on our show today or coming out tomorrow that I so badly am in the point where I'm rooting for the Devils to win the Metro. Like – I want no part of them in round one, Um, you know, which is crazy to think that I'm kind of rooting. We play Carolina, Uh, but for whatever reason, the Rangers have had Carolina's number last two years. Um, You know, the series last year, I did think Carolina was the better team and the Rangers maybe got lucky that Freddie Anderson, you know, was injured and you never want to see a guy hurt, but the Rangers were able to benefit from it. Um, You know, and Carolina just like couldn't win a game on the road in the playoffs for whatever reason, but you know, for me personally, just like as a Rangers fan, I know if the Ra- like, not only will it suck if the Rangers don't win a first round, but if they don't win a first round to the Devils, I can't set foot out of my apartment. <laughs> um, you know, I, I the amount of chirping I do with Devils fans, like, I just won't hear the end of it. Uh, so, you know, listen, I think the Devils are one of those teams too. Like we talk about the deadline moves. You know, Timo Meyer, he was rumored to go there for a while, but I think as far as acquisitions go that like really round out a team, I think the devils somewhat won the deadline because there's no questions of where he fits or who goes, where how this team already plays and how the him coming changes the team. Like you hear that with the Rangers, like how can the Rangers figure it out now that they got Tarasenko and Kane, right? Like there's no uh, certain identity that Kane and Tarasenko were coming into. It's how can we figure it out with these guys? But with Meyer and the Devils, it's like, all right, the Devils are a fast, quick, like not big and physical, but small, skilled team. Meyer adds more goal scoring to that. Like that's just another threat to have. Um, so I think about the Devils and Meyer, and and I think they're a team that can really actually go on a run. All depending on how Vanek does in the playoffs because he hasn't really had that experience yet. So that's the biggest question mark for them, and that's a team that I just do not want to face. Like I honestly. You know, I I think the Devils could end up being the team that like go face Boston in the conference final, and I could see them winning that series.
0: Alex, what about you? Is that the is that probably the best route for the uh, the Rangers to go, or do you have another team in mind?
2: No, that's uh, like like Johnny said, they've had Carolina's number, um, and you know, I, I think with that Carolina team, they're so weird. I think it, it comes down to their goaltending and if it can stay healthy. Um, yeah, we we saw you know when you know today you know Carolina you know Freddie shut out Tampa. You know when he's going, he's he's elite. But you know the way the way the Rangers have played against Carolina, that's who they want. You know they just match up perfectly against them. And you know Igor you know seems to have their number. You know he had a heck of a run last playoff, and you know I think. And I think he can do it again. Um, and, you know, they just got to get the chemistry going uh, and <laughs> I'm sure Panarin and Kane will find it very quickly oh, yeah. here. And I love, <laughs> uh, I love Vinny Trocek. I wish he, I wish he would, would have, would have been able to be you know, been a wild player. Um, Cause he would have solved the, the center issues that we have uh, here in Minnesota. He's, He's so much fun to watch, and you know that line is. I, I think they'll they'll start to click here soon, and then you know you got Mika and Kreider that have been together for a while, and so yeah, that that would be a heck of a playoff matchup. I, I want to see that for sure.
0: Well, we got some time. We got under twenty games to play the rest of the way to gel and to gear up for what should be a crazy postseason. Johnny, thanks so much for joining us to uh, to talk about the Eastern Conference trade deadline and just where the Rangers amongst other teams out east, are looking. We'll uh, we'll have to have you on again as we get closer to uh, postseason time, but that will do it for today's episode of Lockdown Wilds. Make sure you follow along as we've got full episodes for you every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.
1: Thank you guys for having me.